Section six of Sabotage. This is a LibraVox recording. All LibraVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibraVox.org. Sabotage by Elizabeth Gurley Dynamiting Silk. Let me give you a specific illustration of what I mean. Seventy-five years ago, when silk was woven into cloth, the silk skein was taken in the pure, dyed and woven, and when that piece of silk was made, it would last for fifty years. Your grandmother could wear it as a wedding dress, your mother could wear it as a wedding dress, and then you, if you woman reader, were fortunate enough to have a chance to get married, could wear it as a wedding dress also. But the silk that you buy today is not dyed in the pure and woven into a strong and durable product. One pound of silk goes into the dye house, and usually as many as three to fifteen pounds come out. That is to say, along with the dyeing, there is an extraneous and an unnecessary process of what is very picturesquely called dynamiting. They weight the silk. They have solutions of tin, solutions of zinc, solutions of lead. If you will read the journals of the Silk Association of America, you will find in there advice to master dyers as to which salts are the most appropriate for weighting purposes. You will read advertisements, possibly you saw it reprinted in the masses for December 1913, of silk mills. Ashley and Bailey's in Patterson, for instance, advertised by an auctioneer as having a plan for weighting for dynamiting silk par excellence. And so when you buy a nice piece of silk today and have a dress made for festive occasions, you hang it away in the wardrobe and when you take it out, it is cracked down the pleats and along the waist and arms and you believe that you have been terribly cheated by a clock. What is actually wrong is that you have paid for silk where you have received all tin cans and zinc and lead and things of that sort. You have a dress that is garnished with silk, seasoned with silk, but a dress that is adulterated to the point where, if it was adulterated just the slightest degree more, it would fall to pieces entirely. Now, what Frederick Sumner Boyle advocated to the silk workers was in effect this. You do for yourselves what you are already doing for your employers. Put these same things into the silk for yourself and your own purposes as you're putting in for the employer's purposes. And I can't imagine, even in a court of law, where they can find the fine thread of deviation, where the master dyer's sabotage is legal and the worker's sabotage illegal, where they consist of identically the same thing and where the silk remains intact. The silk is there, the loom is there, there is no property destroyed by the process. The one thing that is eliminated is the efficiency of the worker to cover up this adulteration of the silk, to carry it just to the point where it will weave and not be detected. That efficiency is withdrawn. The veil is torn from off-production in the silk dyeing houses and silk mills, and the worker simply says, Here, I will take my hands off and I will show you what it is. I will show you how rotten, how absolutely unusable the silk actually is that they are passing off on the public at $23 a yard. End of dynamiting silk.